welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of the Barnabas Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Cloyd Brown. If this is your first time listening, I'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome. The Barnabas Speaks podcast, a podcast about encouragement, a podcast about empowerment, and a podcast about faith. With that being said, I am one to just welcome everyone for the first time listeners. Thank you for joining. Uh, we have a few announcements that we got to get out of the way. Then we'll get right into this week's episode. So we have been working uh, tire, tire, tirelessly. Uh, we've been working hard to make sure that we give you uh, different options for listening to the broadcast, to the podcast, also trying to improve of uh, the way that uh, is presented, uh, different mics, different cameras, different things of that nature. And so as of this week, we have expanded the platforms that the podcast is available on. As you already know that uh, the podcast was already available on SoundCloud, the podcast was available on iTunes podcast, and also was available on Google podcasts. But what you may not have known that we have expanded to Spotify and iHeartRadio. I just want to thank God. I want to thank those who are supporting. So if you listen to any of those things, just look up the Barnabas Speaks podcast or Barnabas Speaks. Look for the logo and you will know that you have reached the right place. So join us, if, uh, share, let people know. So when someone asks about what the uh, where they can find the podcast, you tell them. You can tell them iTunes, Google Play, which is now I think YouTube Music. Also, you can go to SoundCloud. You can also go to iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, this could not have been done with your continuous support as we uh, seek to expand, uh, seek to expand our reach because we just want to get the gospel out. We want to let people know more about walking with Christ. So we're going to get into today's episode. Uh, today's episode is a continuation of our series, which is sex, money and food, sex, money and food. And if you this is your first week, listen, I would want to ask you that you would go back to listen to the previous episodes last week we had my brother my close friend kevin elder kevin hill on and we expanded more on community and sex and food and money uh and so it was just a blessing and three weeks ago we had the host of two girls and god podcast and it was just a blessing. I am seeking to try to find more people to come on the uh, the, the podcast. I will be bringing uh, two gods, two girls and God rather back on, and I also will bring Kevin back on, looking to see if I can um, do with a, uh, a group one with Kevin uh, and our brother Antoine, Pastor Antoine Piper, and myself, as we may uh, just tackle a few different things, and so. I want to welcome everyone to the podcast. Let us get to this week's episode. And this is going to be, I think, the last week that we deal with the topic of sex. But I wanted to want, I wanted to speak on a few things. One of my gifts that I believe that God has given me is to speaking to the the young Christian, speaking to the the recently accepted, recently transformed Christian. And that's kind of where my book and the book that God allowed me to write the becoming helping the Christian disciple gain practical perspective on their relationship with Christ. That's what was born out of. And I know since then there's been this great writer, this great, this, this big, this great woman, uh, in, uh, first lady, Michelle Obama, who wrote her book, the becoming. And, 
and you should definitely read that. But if you are looking to gain an understanding of your relationship with Christ, you want to kind of get a different perspective, I would suggest that you go and uh, purchase the book. It is ten dollars, uh, and you can either you can order it directly from me, or you can go to Amazon dot com and look up my name which is c-l-o-y-e-d cloyd brown or you look up the becoming but i'm sure if you look up the becoming on amazon you're going to find first lady michelle obama's book so when you go there go ahead and get that but i also would ask that you if you're really interested in kind of improving your relationship with christ or kind of get a better understanding that you would look up cloyd brown on amazon if you're looking to contact me on how to order the book directly from me i can be reached out my email which is cloyd c-l-o-y ed.s.brown at gmail.com c-l-o-y-e-d dot s.brown at gmail.com I can also be found on Facebook at Cloyd Brown Twitter at Cloyd Brown and uh, Instagram at Cloyd Brown so I'm at Cloyd Brown everywhere and just inbox me and let me know uh, if you would like to get a copy of the book The Becoming so uh, but I, I, I wanted to kind of speak to the young Christian uh, young not in just that you were just born uh, born again, but also you're 17, 18, 19, maybe you're 16. And this is, a, I know this is different, but we've always, one of the, part of the thing that I, I always feel like we don't do a good job at is we do a good job, specifically in the church, we tell a person not to do something. We tell children and youth not to do something, but don't give them any context. Don't give them any background on why not to. And so I would like to just kind of speak on why I believe, why I believe that a person should wait uh, to have sex. Now, biblically, I should, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you that you should wait until marriage. But also, I want to tell you that you should wait till you mature some. Uh, I think there's a certain maturity coming. I don't mean in age, but is is there is a certain thing that that. That there, that where you need to reach a certain age, a certain understanding, a certain level of maturity, mentally, emotionally, and, and spiritually, to be able to handle certain things. It's very similar to the way that we we wait until a certain age where we let let a a teenager drive, or we wait to a certain age where you're allowed to. Excuse me. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You wait to a certain age to be able to buy cigarettes or you wait to a certain age to be able to drink alcohol. Uh, and you even wait to a certain age to where you're allowed to vote. We do all those things because we, we have come to the conclusion that you should be at a certain level of, of consent, a certain level of understanding, a certain level of wisdom and knowledge to be able to make these decisions, even as you think about voting. And so... I, I think that before you can make a, a decision on whether you are ready for everything that comes with sex, everything that comes with, with premarital sex, uh, even everything that comes with marital sex, there is there has to be a slowly uh, a maturity. There has to be a, a maturing that takes place. Now, I, I feel, I kind of feel like Paul where he tells them, not the same way as Paul, but in the same approach. He tells them that I wish that you would, uh, he's, he's speaking to the people that he, he said, I wish that you would be like me and not get married. That is not my, what I'm saying. I want to say the same thing, but I wish that you would wait to marriage. I wish you would. 
But I also realized that I'm also speaking to people that did not wait to marriage. I'm also speaking to people that may pick this up and they they don't think that they can wait to marriage. And we can talk about that and I may have Kevin back on to talk about that. But I, I want to I want to talk about those that the reality that before I can get you to marriage, I gotta get you to understanding why that I believe that there's a certain maturity level, a certain thing. You can't put spilled milk. You can, but it's not gonna get it all in. Uh, you can't put spilled milk back in the jar. It's not. It's just not gonna happen. Once you spill the milk, is that, or you you can't get a can of worms back in there. In there, if you never went fishing, worms are all over the place. You can get them back in there, but it's just weird. But what I mean by that is that. There come, there's a certain, we would be lying if we did not say that there's a certain pleasure that comes with sex. It just, it just what it is. And, and it, and how God made us, it is meant to be pleasurable. Okay. So sex is meant to be pleasurable and pleasure comes with it. But the challenge is that if you receive and you, ex you walk into that pleasure before you're able to handle it, it comes with things that, that you're not ready to understand, that you're not ready to, to kind of process through i always tell people i lost my virginity at 19 i remember how i lost my virginity i remember who i lost it with and i remember that i regret losing it but not just because if, I, if i'm being 100 percent honest i'm being very transparent it wasn't just because i felt like i betrayed god but it was that was part of the reason but the other side of it is that It opened up. It opened me up to a feeling, and it opened me up to a certain level of pleasure that made me want it more. That 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 I could not get in another form or fashion. And the challenge with that is, is that it now now I experience that with different people, and I'm trying to walk slow here. But this is this is very much is a a mature podcast. I won't say it's, it's a mature podcast. And so I want to be able to speak freely here. Uh, this is not the, this is not my pulpit, anything like that. This is, this is literally a, a podcast where people come and they want it. They want to gain, gain more information, but I be, I now have a desire that I had before, but I never knew the feeling. But with that, I'm trying to, I'm trying to manage that with trying to get to know someone and trying to grow with someone and filled with emotions that I do not know how to walk through. I believe I always I won't say I always say it, but part of my my belief, my theology is that when Adam and Eve ate the fruit in the garden. When they ate the fruit, they we understand that their eyes were open because it says that there was a, the tree of, of knowledge of good and bad. We understand that part. But the reality of it is that they weren't equipped to handle all of the knowledge that came with the fruit. We are not me, even... After you get married, there's a process 
of transitioning in marriage to, at, let's say if you waited till marriage, there's this process of, of, of going from the, even the thought process of being a virgin, abstaining and, and celibate, going into freely being able to have sex legally, spiritual, spirit, spiritual legal, legality. And it sometimes is hard because you're trying to turn something off. And you, you don't know how to do it because you lived your whole life with this thing. And so if it's, it's hard, it's a hard transition when you don't know what you're missing and you've never had that sensation and you never had that pleasure. Imagine how hard the transition is. One, after you had that, that pleasure, after you had that desire to go back to abstaining, to go back to celibacy. Is it possible? Yes, because all things are possible through Christ. I'm not. And so for those that are that have already opened that can, already spilled that milk, already have felt that sensation, felt that pleasure. It's okay. I'm not saying that you're fighting a lost cause, but this is for the, I'm, I'm going to tackle both ways. This is for the person that's trying to decide and the, the, the Christian expressor, expounder of the gospel wants to tell you to wait until marriage. Now, for the person that's not even sure if they're going to be married and trying to decide whether they want, whether it's time to break that seal, if you will. If you're not sure you can wait to marriage, what I'm telling you, you should wait until you are sure that you're sure. Until you can decipher through the physical emotions and the emotions, emotions, the, 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 the mental and, and the, the heart emotions. Because the reality of it is that sometimes when you open yourself up, this is for men and women, when you open yourself up, it clouds your judgment because of the vulnerability that comes with the intimacy of sex. I'm not saying that you can't, but it's, it's, it's hard to separate it. Imagine, I'm, go, I'm going Bible. Imagine how easy it would have been. And David was married. But now that he has felt that sensation, and now he sees someone that he is physically, in, that physically attracted to in Bathsheba, he... He has that sensation. He has that feeling. He has to fulfill it. The, re the truth about the flesh, the truth about the, 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 the body. Let's, let's, I, I, because I don't want you to look at, while the, the carnal nature is sin and has enmity between the spirit, the body itself was created by God. And the reality of it is, is that the body, it, it, is going to take the path of least resistance. Okay. 
just like anything else, if you have water going down, if you have a, a river or a lake flowing, it's going to take the path of least resistance. So that's why if, it, if there's a leak or a hole somewhere, the water is going to try to come out there because it's the path of least resistance. So it's hard to, to, with, to, to keep the pressure going in the same direction. Now, in that sense is that once the body feels that pleasure, that, that, that desire is now satiated for the moment when it desires it again it's going to take the path of least resistance and the body is going to want what the body wants even when it comes to avoiding pain the body is going to do what the body does and the only way to decide to withstand against that is that there must be a decision made but it's harder to make that decision when you truly desire it but the other side of it is is that oftentimes we are not equipped to deal with the other things that come with sex we are not equipped a lot of times or prepared to be parents we are not equipped or prepared to deal with the fact that you may have you may contract a sexually transmitted disease. We're not equipped to deal with the dishonesty that comes with with uh, with having uh, multiple partners. We we are we're not equipped to deal with the 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 emotional attachment or sometimes the emotional baggage that opens the door with premarital sex. Now they all these things can be a case in marriage. And so I would even venture to say that you should wait even till you have you reach a certain level of understanding and maturity about yourself, about your partner and what you want in marriage and what you want in a relationship before you even enter into marriage. And the same takes place before you enter into sex. I want you to wait to marriage for sex. Because you're make you're opening yourself why should you wait to marriage to sex? Because you're opening yourself up to an indiv individual. You are allowing someone to either enter you or you're allowing yourself to be entered into someone in a way where all blemishes can be seen. In a way where you're, you're letting them into... Physically, the most intimate parts of you. And if you're not going to let a person to, to be into the most, the most intimate parts of you emotionally and mentally and spiritually, and you have this guard up, why wouldn't we have that guard up physically? Yes, needs need to be met, but so do emotional needs, so do mental needs, so do spiritual needs. And you cannot put it back in. Part of the, the, the challenge for me, and this is for the Christian, the challenge for me is I wanted to live righteously. But the challenge now is that I felt the pleasure. And so now it's my desire for pleasure versus my desire to please God. And because I have not equipped myself or have not been walked 
I had not been walking with God maturely long enough to choose pleasing God over pleasing the flesh. And the flesh, the, 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 the natural nature that, that, the, that lets me know that the, the pleasure, the feeling of, uh, of sex was natural but happened prematurely. It is a, the pleasure is natural, but I experienced it prematurely. And so now I do not know how to turn that off. Now, don't get me wrong. I've never had non-consensual sex. So I control it there. So it was not that uncontrollable. I just want to be very clear. Now there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference in that. And so every time I did have premarital sex, every time that I did, it was consenting sex. But what I what I am saying is, is that while I was of age, while I would that we were both consenting, spiritually, I was not of spiritual maturity to spiritually decipher. Whether I, I to, to decipher whether I should or could. And I did it because I was not strong enough to to resist this natural pleasure. And so I think that I think that's that that's one of the things that we have to consider is that it was never meant to be withheld from us forever. So we were meant to to experience this pleasure. But under certain circumstances, and because it is a natural feeling, a natural pleasure, we were never meant, <laughs> thank you, God, we were never meant to put it back in the box once we experienced it. So we're not, a, we are not equipped to do this thing. Adam and Eve in the garden were never equipped to, to have that, 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 that level of, of knowledge and wisdom in which came shame and which came low self-esteem and which came all these different things that we they were not equipped. So it's hard to put that back in the box and to go back to where you were because they, they, we weren't, they weren't equipped. And so in turn, we weren't equipped to, to ever have to feel the pleasure and then pull back from the pleasure. And so for those that are trying to live a certain way to, 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 this is for the Christian now, for those that are living, trying to live a certain way and try to walk a certain way in Christ, once you, once you get that sensation, once you get that feeling, it's hard to go back because it was never designed to be that way. Now to those that are, that are not sure that they believe, now, this is for the person that's not sure. That's not sure that they believe that premarital sex is a sin. I'm not tackling whether it's a sin or not. Not today, at least. The, but what I'm telling you is that you, for you, sex may just be a thing. Something to do. 
but somewhere there's an attachment. Somewhere you are either mm, I'm not talking about soul ties. You're you are allowing someone in a very intimate place of yours. And you don't you generally don't know their level of even if you are you can detach. You're not sure if they can detach. And the other side of it is that there are things that come with it. So you can say, well, there's other well, well, I, I can I can go and get an abortion, but you don't know the 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 if you go and do this thing before you're able to even make the decision on whether you are capable of, of being responsible for a child. And you go down and you find yourself at an abortion clinic. There are, there are things that come after that that you, once again, are not, that you don't know that you're not equipped to handle. There's a certain level of post-traumatic stress that comes with that. There's a certain level of post-traumatic stress that comes with giving yourself to someone, physically, mentally, emotionally, and they not being physically, mentally, emotionally mature enough to handle that. And that's why I say that that one of the things that you have to be sure of is that you're sure. Because once, once they have it, you can't get it back. And I'm not just talking about virginity. Once they've been in that intimate place, you can't, you can, you can refuse them access but you can never reverse that they've been in that intimate place. My dad used to tell me, he would say that I wish that you, just, if you do your best to wait to marriage. But if you can't, use protection. And what, I, what, I, what I'm trying to, to, to pour into, to, to get you to understand is that no one is trying to keep pleasure from you. This is for the, the teenager. This is for the college student. This is maybe even for the 30-year-old. The <laughs> no one is trying to keep pleasure from you. But we want, we want, I want you to be able to make a conscious decision that you can accept that pleasure. That you can handle that level of pleasure. Because it's meant to be pleasurable. But when you try to go back, it's hard. There are people that want to be done with someone. Sexually, they want to be done with them emotionally. They want to be done with them relationally. 
but they will say that the, the pleasure is just so good. There are people that are in a relationship with other people. There are people that are in a relationship with other people. But are still remembering the pleasure that they've had with another person. And some of you feel guilty for it because you weren't meant to be able, you, you weren't equipped to be able to put that away. And for some of you, you'd be like, there's nothing wrong with any of that. So this is not for you. I, people ask me, why did I regret it? I wanted, one, outside of the fact that I wanted to please God. By the time I met my wife, or by the time that me and my wife were together, we got married, there was nothing physically that I could give her that someone else hadn't had. Now, I know we don't talk about like this when it comes to men, but this that, that's how I felt. There was nothing physically that no other woman, I won't say no other woman, that the women that I were, that I was with before her in a relationship hadn't had. And if this wasn't, if this was a more adult-like podcast, I, I I could give you more detail, but that's for uh, conversations to kind of get understanding. But the reality is there's nothing. And so, physically, what do I have to give to my wife? that no one else has had that she could say this is her specific where no one else could say I've seen this or I've done this with your husband And some will say, well, well, you didn't have any outside children, so you yeah, 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 yeah share children. You would. That's just happenstance. The mere, the, the, re, the only reason for that is, is that God was contraceptive, contraception. Literally. Because we understand that 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 even if you're using protection, it can happen. If you're not using protection, it can happen. So, it wasn't something that I consciously made a decision to give to her. 
Not necessarily. To where I said, I'm waiting for this moment to give this to you. And there were some relationships that I was in that I thought would last a while, a long time, that may have led to marriage, that did not. It's hard. And maybe next week we'll talk about, we'll continue this. I thought this was going to last, but we'll continue on. How do you put that milk back in the bottle? I'm, and if I'm being honest, I may have to have someone else on because I'm not that, I, I'm being honest, I wasn't that successful at it. I had moments of success, but I wasn't that successful at it. Because for some of you, you're listening to this and like, okay, this is great for the virgin. This is great for the person that, 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 that doesn't know that sensation. But what about us that do, but are trying, trying to live to please God? And we believe to please God is to abstain. I am not all for the purity movement. Because a lot of times the purity movement shames sex. And it's not meant, to, sex is not to be shamed because it's something that God created that we're supposed to desire, that we're supposed to enjoy. So maybe next week we'll talk about putting the, the milk back in the in the bottle. But why should you wait? Because it comes with some heavy decisions. Some of you are in relationships now that you probably should walk away from, but you won't walk away because you're so enamored you're so infatuated with the pleasure that comes when you're together some both men and women are not capable of making a decision with that physicality towards it There's certain maturity levels that come with that. Some people are going to get married just because the sex is good. They don't identify it as that. But that's what it is. And some people are going to get married just because. Some people still do, some people have, because that's who you gave that gave yourself to. Some people don't get married because you did have sex with that person and you did have a child with them. And you're trying to make it work. And that has clouded your judgment. Some of you are going through challenges with your baby's father, challenges with your baby mother. And this is what God was trying to prevent. Because we were not capable of dealing with this level of mature decision making. We just didn't know it. We thought that we were old enough to decide whether we should have sex or not. But we were not old enough to deal with some of the things that come with having sex. We weren't ready. And here we are. The pleasure is good. 
we're not able to deal with everything that comes with the pleasure. And we 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 just we're not equipped. We're never equipped to put the milk back in the bottle. We were never equipped to put away that feeling of pleasure. Even Paul says, this is Paul. He says, this is, he's talking to the husband and wife, that to not withhold yourself from each other, unless when you agreed upon from times of fast, but when you finish the fast, come back together. We are not equipped to, to feel the pleasure, to feel the feeling, and then walk away from the pleasure and walk away from the feeling. Because it's not, a, the act in itself is not a sin. Lying is a sin. We can, we can point that out. So it's easy to say that we're not supposed to do it. Uh, uh, killing is a sin. And it's just morally wrong. But, but it's, it's easy Thank you, God. And I'm going to come back to it. It's easy. So it's easier to say that we're not supposed to do it. Do you know how crazy? Or when we think about things that we're not equipped to deal with, and we think about this sin of, 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 of murder. When someone, whether even if within in war, there are consequences to the act of killing. And I'm not talking about jail time. Even legal, um, using quotation marks, killings. There's a weight that comes with it. And we're not equipped to deal with that weight. That's why we need assistance. That's why that after people come back from war, they need counseling and 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 support because we're not equipped to deal with that we're not equipped to deal with the consequences the aftermath of it and that's what you're not supposed to do we can readily identify it. this is something that we're, we're that we're permitted to do in the right circumstances in the right maturity level but if we do it before we're in the right circumstances, before we're in the right uh, maturity level, those decisions that come afterwards can overtake us and consume us. And that's just the reality of it. I'm talking to the, the, the young Christian. I'm talking to the 16, 17, 18-year-old, 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old. I'm talking to the person. Yeah, this is on this other side. I'm talking to the person that's now married but still has that baggage from the decision they made. You're going to need some assistance to deal with that. I'm talking to the person that felt that felt that pleasure, and now the only way they know how to to even get that moment of pleasure is through pornography, and now they're addicted to pornography. I'm talking to the person that felt that pleasure, so now they can't go to sleep without climaxing. I'm talking to you. 
that these for those that, are, that that don't know this and is trying to decide which way to go. These are things that come with it, and I know there's some people that feel like sex is just an action. There's some things that we don't know until we don't until we know. You don't know what you don't know. So I, so I challenge you, whether you agree with, whether whether you agree that premarital sex is a sin or not, whether you agree that there, that there's a weight that comes with premarital sex, or sexist in general. You cannot deny that there are some things that come with sex, even if it's not emotional baggage. You can't deny there's something that come with it that most of us, at the time that we first felt that pleasure, we weren't equipped to deal with. And so I challenge you, you listeners that are parents. I, I challenge you listeners that are, that are mentors and challenge you that are, that are counselors and things of that nature. You have to be more transparent with you, uh, when you tell tell these teens, you tell these youth, these young adults, that they should wait. You have to be more transparent because, as long as you keep on making it seem like it's just this is just this is what you're supposed to do, they won't understand why. And if we're going to improve, if we're going to reach, if we're going to do things as a kingdom, we're going to improve our level of community. We have to begin to share out the full transparent story of why we believe they should wait. It's a weight. It's, I believe that you should W-A-I-T because there, it is a W-E-I-G-H-T that is unseen. We'll talk about this more. Uh, we'll definitely talk, I thought this was going to be last week, but I think God has expanded it some more. And I'll try to have, see uh, when Kev's available to kind of expand upon this, maybe bring Antoine on. Uh, maybe even bring uh, see if I can get some women on as well uh, to kind of get the the thought processes uh, see what we can do uh, I want to thank everyone for listening I want to thank everyone for another another week of the Barnabas Speaks podcast I am humbled that you would continue to listen for those that are listening I'm humbled that you would Take the time to share, to subscribe. So once again, if you are interested in reading the book, The Becoming, uh, you can reach out to me at cloyd, C-L-O-Y-E-D, dot S dot com at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I am at Cloyd Brown everywhere. At Everywhere I am, I'm at Cloyd Brown. And, uh, if you are looking for different ways to, to stream this podcast, you can go on Facebook. Not Facebook, I'm sorry. You can go on uh, iTunes, iPod. You can go to SoundCloud. You can go to uh, Google Play Podcast or YouTube Music Now. You can go to Spotify and iHeartRadio. 
I thank everyone for their support and their, their words of encouragement. I, I am grateful for this opportunity to come before you each week. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, 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 never let your independence rob you from your dependence on God. God bless you. God love you.